Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm Matthew of castingacross.com, where I explore the quarry and culture of fly fishing. How do you pack and prepare for a trip to a high mountain stream? I would say that it doesn't require a lot of thought, but there are some steps you can take and some ways you can prepare to make your fishing more efficient and more effective when you're on a high mountain stream compared to a tailwater, a larger spring creek, or a bigger freestone river. And here's the reason why. On one of those uh, ladder streams that I just mentioned, the larger rivers, chances are you're parking you're walking down the stream bank and you're entering the water. Because it's a larger river, you're not moving as much up and down the river. You're able to fish larger holes, larger riffles, larger runs, and by in doing so, you're not moving as many river miles because you are able to concentrate on larger spots. When you get to a smaller stream, you are moving a lot upstream or downstream and so you are moving a lot of miles. Additionally, there's a good chance that if you're fishing a high gradient stream, you're not just moving on the water and then on a trail or on a road, but you're going to be in the woods. And so there's going to be some ways that you can prepare and some ways that you can pack that are going to help you when you're on the water, but also as you're moving from car to water and then back again. So you're moving fast, not fast like running, although if you can and you're interested, there are ways you can run to fish. There's an article on castingacross.com about trail running and fly fishing. Definitely worth checking out if you have any interest in that. But it's not just about moving fast like sprinting. It's moving quickly and then also moving, moving with some maneuverability, moving in a way that you're not encumbered as you go to the stream or along the trail. So how do you do this? Well, you can do it with your normal gear. If you fish with a vest, that's great. And actually, when I started fishing mountain trout streams years and years and years ago, 
I used my normal gear. And at that time, um, in the mid-90s, I was using a vest. And I didn't complain. I didn't even know any better because I was focusing on understanding these fish, understanding their habitats, and figuring out the fishing. But as I fished more, I liked streamlining what I carried. Not only carrying less, but taking what I carried and putting it into a more compact package. So I fished a lot of sling packs. I still fish a lot of sling packs, almost exclusively when I'm on large rivers. And on smaller rivers, they're nice because uh, when you're in the woods, you have a very clean front. A good sling pack is a sling pack that's going to get all of your gear out from your front. So that means that your casts are unencumbered, moving, everything is totally in line behind you. So if you can get through, then your gear is going to get through. Um, it still gives you the opportunity to clip some smaller tools on the front, but uh, it, it, it keeps everything um, just out of your, your way as you're fishing. But if vests are good, sling packs are better, I would say best is going to be a small backpack. And a few reasons for that. One, it's going to distribute weight better than a vest or a sling pack. Secondly, it allows you to carry a greater diversity of things that aren't necessarily fly fishing specific, and you're able to add more weight without burdening yourself or hurting your shoulder. Um, thirdly, having a good pack pack will still give you the opportunity to clip essential tools to the straps, and you'll have access to everything that you'll need um, under normal fly fishing circumstances. Um, more than that, what you'll be able to do with a backpack that most vests and most sling packs don't allow you to do is break down your rod and put your rod behind you. Now, if your rod weighs three ounces and your reel weighs five ounces, it's not a big deal to carry it to the river, even if it's a mile hike. But you're also carrying a seven foot, eight foot, or nine foot thing through the woods. So if you can get that out of your hands and you're able to just walk, that makes things a little bit easier. It's also a little bit safer uh, for, for your rod tip, especially if you are going through the brush. But I would say even more important than that is if you are having a long walk, you're able to wear your walking shoes, whether they be just tennis shoes or light hikers or even heavy duty hiking boots and carry on your back uh, in some, some manner, whether it be just laces tied to a loop on your backpack, uh, wading sandals or wading shoes, so you can make that switch. That's helpful on the way to the stream, but it's even more helpful on the way back from the stream, so you're not hiking those miles in wet shoes, uh, getting blisters and uh, making your car smell absolutely terrible. So that's why I suggest a backpack. You can get a fly fishing specific backpack, or you could get a small, lightweight hiking backpack. You're not going to get the bells and whistles, but you're probably going to save a lot of money. Um, that being said, there are some fly fishing backpacks that are excellent, um, as long as they're small. You don't want big and bulky. That's what we're trying to get away from, is more stuff. Uh, you don't need a lot. Just a couple hundred uh, cubic inches is going to give you everything you need uh, to be out on the water all day if you're just planning on going for one day. So what are you going to carry? By having that backpack, you have the flexibility of carrying a lot of water. And mo almost all backpacks today are hydration bladder compatible. They have the clip, they have the little uh, tube uh, housing. 
and being able to not just drink, but drink without moving around, messing around, grabbing your water bottle, doing things like that is very, very important. You're going to perform the best when you're not only hydrated, but when you're also well fed. And so that's why I would suggest another important thing, nothing to do with fly fishing, but everything to do with being outside for a prolonged period of time, exerting yourself even slightly, is the energy that comes from having food. So whether that be a ham sandwich, which sounds disgusting right now, or a cliff bar, or some beef jerky, or some trail mix, having that stuff in your backpack is great. It's good for normal circumstances. It's also good if you run into a problem. Um, whether that be just low blood sugar or, again, overexertion and you're miles away from anything, even just having 100 calories in you it can, can change things for the better very drastically. But also, say you're not fishing that well. Say you've been snagging flies in trees, you've been missing trout, you might have fallen down and hurt your knee and you're just kind of in a bad mood. Um, all that sort of stuff adds up and kind of like those Snickers commercials illustrate, um, you're not yourself. You're not fly fishing to your potential if you're hungry. So having um, a little something in your stomach can really pacify uh, the fly fishing hangries and keep them away. And it might sound silly, but it, it's very true. The third thing that I would say, which is again kind of an emergency preparedness thing, is a small first aid kit, just a couple of band-aids, um, you know, to, to, if you're dealing with blisters or something like that. Um, in the backcountry, that's a good idea regardless. You can get small ones that are packed, they pack down smaller than your fist, um, and they're flexible, so you can dash them anywhere. And then fourthly, a headlamp or another f flashlight. We've all had that experience of fishing and thinking, all right, I'm almost done. Then you see the next pool around the bend. You think, all right, I'll just fish that one. And then you have this exact same experience because you missed a fish. So you want to end on a high note. And pretty soon, what was once starting to get dark is now very dark. And so having that flashlight isn't just helpful uh, for finding your way home. It's, it's safely getting off the stream and back onto the trail. Not every place you fish is going to have a trail that perfectly parallels the stream. So getting back onto the trail might require a little bit more work. And even having a flashlight isn't going to make it easy. It's just going to make it easier and a lot uh, safer. So those four things, uh, food, water, first aid, and uh, flashlight, are not fly fishing specific. They're backwoods specific. And this doesn't mean you're 20 miles away. If you're a mile away from your car, a mile in the woods is a long way. Half a mile in the woods is a long way. And it might sound a little bit paranoid, but um, if you've ever been, even just turned around, I'm not going to go to the extent of saying lost, but just turned around a half a mile from your car in the woods, in the dark, you can appreciate why you'd like to have a few things to make that uh, trip back a little bit easier. Now, what fly fishing specific things? You want all the normal tools that you're going to have. So your hemostats, your nippers, your floatant, your weight, your uh, tippet. You're going to want all of those things for the re same reasons you want them everywhere. Uh, you need uh, your hemos to crimp barbs, to smash split shot, and to pull uh, flies out of trout. You need your floatant to keep your flies afloat, obviously, which is incredibly important when you are fishing on high mountain trout streams because you're probably going to be using a lot of dry flies and especially if you get into places where there's just lots of fish which a lot of uh, remote streams like this are you're going to be submerging your fly because it's in the mouth of a trout that's underwater a lot and so you want the 
capability of using uh, Floatin. And I'll talk about that more, actually talk about that more right now. Here's what I do. I will have multiple flies of the same fly on my little fly trap fly holder, which I'll recommend here at the end of this podcast. I'll have the same fly. So say it's four Humpy or four Royal Wolf or four Parachute Adams. And if it starts sinking, I don't go through the mess, especially of something more chunky like a Humpy. I don't go through the mess of drying it out, false casting it a bunch, smashing it um, on my sleeve, rolling it around, blowing on it. It's just not worth the effort. I'll clip it off, clip it onto my uh, flytrap silicone cylinder, pull off the next one kind of in the clockwise motion, tie that one on, give it some floating, fish it until it stops floating, and then do that again. And by the time I've done that a couple times, I get to my original fly, and it's dry enough where I can reapply floatant, and it's going to do well until I've caught a number of other fish. In my mind, that's easier than messing with drying a fly off, and it lasts longer. You get a higher floating fly longer. Um, but we'll talk more about flies in a minute. So, but you need floating to make that all work. Same thing, split shot. Don't use a whole lot of split shot. That's kind of worst case scenario, super deep plunge pool, break glass in case of emergency kind of gear. Uh, nippers, I always have my nippers because I love my nippers. Uh, they are great for making your knots, tag ends nice and tight and having a good little poker in the back there to clean cement out of a hook eye is essential. And then tippet. I carry lots of tippet just because I don't like popping my tippet off of my fly trap or my other uh, tippet bars. Uh, so, And I'd also like the flexibility of having more different kinds of tippet uh, in case I need to build a leader on the fly. Instead of having a whole leader wallet, I can kind of get creative and customize what I need to do when I'm remote. So those are your tools. And then flies. Bring as many flies as you need to be confident. If you need to bring a cliff bugger barn on your high mountain trout fishing, then go for it. Personally, I can think that in the last few years, all my high mountain trout stream fishing, whether it be in Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Colorado, the Carolinas, um, and some other states I've fished in, I've probably only used a half dozen different patterns because they're patterns I have confidence in and because they're patterns that have been proven to me when I've fished high mountain trout streams, whether it be for brookies, browns, rainbows, cutthroats, or fallfish. I mean, that's an important species that we really need to talk about someday. But the most important thing is that you have confidence in the flies that you're fishing. I prefer to have a chubby bodied dry fly like the humpy something with some bright wraps on it as well and bright white wings something with a smaller profile like a parachute adams again with a nice bright white post and then a small streamer and that small streamer in my mind does double duty it serves as a nymph but it also can be fished like a, uh, a streamer um, really i only carry about four or five six different patterns a few different sizes a few different colors um, and they're more for uh, if I lose one than they are for cycling through and trying to figure out which fly I need. And although we're talking more about how to pack and not how to fish today, especially in high mountain streams, I am convinced that fishing is more about presentation than it is about pattern. 
These fish are living in a very uh, make-or-break moment. They need to be opportunistic when food comes by. So as long as your presentation, both you, where you're physically positioned, how your cast hits the water, and then what your fly does when it goes to their feeding lane, as long as those are within their tolerable margins, you could be fishing a squirmy wormy or you could be fishing some hyper-realistic uh, stonefly nymph, and they're going to go after it. Uh, that's just been my experience, and I have confidence fishing that way. So I bring the flies I have confidence in. So I have a small fly box uh, with the, a handful of each pattern that I like, and that goes in the back of my backpack. And then I have my fly trap with the cylinder, and I keep a couple of each pattern on my silicone uh, cylinder um, on my front of my backpack so I can access them as needed. So that's basically my setup. I like to move quickly. It doesn't always mean running, but I like to move light and I like to move with uh, a lot of maneuverability, like I said. But also, having a backpack gives you the option. You can throw a whole lunch in there. You can throw a jet boil in there so you can have a cup of coffee on the stream. You can throw a nicer camera. You can put in a rain jacket. I have sling packs that do that. I have vests that I could do that with if I wanted to. But again, if I'm moving a lot uh, between the up and down motion of hiking, especially on rocks, especially on gradient, a backpack is uniquely designed to distribute weight so that you're not going to be as fatigued. The only caveat I would put there is that you want to test out your hiking backpack before you take it on a fishing trip because weight distribution is one thing. Where those straps ride on your shoulders and into your armpits might not necessarily agree with your casting. So you might have a backpack that you love, but it's not going to be the best fly fishing backpack because of where it rides on your shoulders and armpits. Uh, so that's definitely something to look at and consider before you take your favorite hiking backpack, fly fishing. Is there anything that you do when you go fly fishing on high mountain streams, whether it be in the Rockies or in the Appalachians or somewhere else, that you think is indispensable? If so, please leave a comment in the comment section of the episode webpage at castingcross.com. I'd love to know because I'm always learning and other readers and listeners would probably appreciate it as well. Today's recommendation, as promised, is the Flytrap Fly Holder. The Flytrap Fly Holder is an ingenious little device that is the best tool and fly holding contraption I've ever encountered. And for one simple reason, it, well, two, it works, and two, it is movable in such a simple manner, so I'm able to take my best tools and go from vest to sling pack to waiter front to backpack strap, and I don't have to compromise by leaving my top-of-the-line nippers and top-of-the-line hemostats on one pack while I use a completely other one or have to pull them off individually. Essentially what the Flytrap fly holder is, is it's a clip followed by a silicone cylinder that's removable and interchangeable, and then in the middle there is another set of clip-on spots for tools, then a tippet bar, and then another clip. So clips on either end, so it can be attached to dangle or it can attach to kind of bridge the gap on a vest or on a pair of waders um, or on a sling pack. I put seven spools on the XLT, and this is my zero through six or one through seven of my trout tippet. And then I have manipers, floatant, hemostats, and uh, some other smaller tools on that one. And then on their XSM, which is their smaller model, 
that is two or three spools of fluorocarbon and another pair of hemostats and those are my bass tools and so I have one fly trap for each application they go wherever I go I always have my best stuff with me uh, when I am fishing on small mountain trout streams usually I don't use any flies other than what I've loaded onto one of my silicone cylinders on my fly trap it can hold enough it can hold a dozen easily probably way more than that but especially with small flies you can fit them on there and they're not smashing each other and the silicone is very durable especially with small hooks you're not going to lose flies even if you do rub up against uh, the fly trap with your arm or some brush so for under 20 bucks you can get a incredibly useful and valuable little tool Find it at your good local fly shop, or you can find it online in a handful of different places. Thanks for listening to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and rate the podcast on iTunes. Then head over to castingacross.com where you'll find more info on the podcast and three posts a week on the people, places, and things that go into the pursuit of fish. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv